Hey, Baltimore. This is Megan, and today I'm here with Allison Robicelli, who is a baker, author, and most recently a Baltimore transplant. Yes. Thanks yes. for being here. Thank you. Thank you guys for um, for having me and, and giving me a new home. I'm here almost a, a year now, actually, in a couple of weeks. Uh, I was going to ask. Yeah, my birthday, August 1st. I moved on my on my 36th birthday last year, which was, it was nice because I'd been born and raised in New York, and mm-hmm. I was fourth generation in Brooklyn, and it was like this kind of nice, beautiful kind of like end note on it. It was like my 36th birthday. Like now we now we're from Baltimore. Now we live 36 here. 36 years. 36 years in New York and now I'm uh, about 11 and a half months here. Uh, <laughs> and I'm excited and you should be excited too. So this is my first one in Baltimore. Yes. So uh, tell me about what, I, what I'm in for. So Restaurant Week is amazing. We have it twice a year, once in uh, January and once in July. Um, this year it runs July 28th through August 6th. And at last summer, we changed the pricing structure. It used to be fixed. You know, there's one price for lunch, one price for mm-hmm. dinner. But that doesn't really work because, as you know, there are so many different kinds of uh-huh. restaurants in the city. Um, so, you know, the Corner Bistro in your neighborhood doesn't really need to charge you $30 yeah. for dinner. But, like, maybe the prime rib should. Um, if I'm if I'm paying thirty bucks to go to the prime rib, that's still a good deal. Oh, it's I a just want to be able to, and again, remember everybody, August first, it's my birthday, mm-hmm. so you guys should be going out and eating to celebrate me, yes, um, and my arrival to Baltimore. But yeah, I mean, if you're getting a good deal, you're getting a good deal. Mm-hmm. And for me, um, I'm an author and a food writer, and it's one of those it's one of those professions that I grew up thinking like, oh, these people must be making so much money, and and as little money as you can possibly imagine. It's like that with mm-hmm. ninety day terms. Um, so, <laughs> I, you know, I, I've been a chef for fifteen years. I'm very well known for it, um, but I don't get to eat out as much as I want. Mm-hmm. So this is this is a great birthday present for me. This is like I have plans. I am I am putting together an agenda, guys. Good because this is. This is when you get your dream list, and then you can kind of like vet stuff, and you can put stuff on the like the priority list. So when Thanksgiving and Christmas and all the other places come, like, oh, I know a place. I, I checked them out on restaurant. I got, I got a guy. I got a guy. <laughs> and then you know people come to town. Like, where are we going? Like, I know a couple of places. So this is this is good. You really, really, uh, you really need to go and start making a to do list here. Yeah. Um, and the Restaurant Week website actually has all the the menus listed, and then you can go on and make reservations right there, which makes it super easy as you're scrolling through your phone at midnight, watching Netflix and (laughs) distracting yourself with food. Yes. Yeah. God, you like, you like know my soul, (laughs) I feel like, because I do this constantly. It's either what I'm eating now, what I've just eaten or what I will eat in the future. Mm -hmm. And I have no qualms about admitting that. Um, So how many years have you guys been doing this restaurant week? We've been doing restaurant week for over a decade at this point. Um, I, oh God, I don't even know how bad, I I grew up in New York City, I think I've mentioned it like 26 times, if you (laughs) haven't heard it yet, Um, but I remember doing Restaurant Week, I feel like it's been going on for maybe 20, 30 years or something, Mm -hmm. and then when you're a chef, um, we kind of know it as hell, because, you know, it's actually, it's a great thing from an owner's perspective, because... Restaurant week always occurs during a time where it's really, really kind of dead for the industry. Like everybody's out of town, or it's too hot. So suddenly, or snowing in or j- January. Yes, yeah. exactly. So you have these times where you're not making any money, and then suddenly you're going to be packed, mm-hmm. utterly packed. So on one hand, you're really excited about Restaurant Week, but on the other side, it's like, oh my god, I have all this work to do, and you have very precise menus um, because a you can't afford to give away the farm, you know, you're working with a certain price point and parameter. But two, you want to make sure that 
in these like three or four dishes you're putting out, these are the best possible dishes. We know that the people who are going to come in, this might be their only time at the restaurant and it's our one shot to like make a really good impression and things have got to be perfect. So you're pretty much making like one or two desserts like over and over and over again. Um, and I'm actually like really kind of excited to see this because uh, if you're a restaurant that is doing restaurant week, what restaurant week? Okay. Taking it back. <laughs> if you are a restaurant that's doing restaurant week correctly, um, you are putting out your A game. You know, some people, uh, and I, I can't say here in Baltimore because I haven't, I haven't experienced it yet, but some of them, you know, just like, oh, get out, whatever, whatever, whatever. But when you find a restaurant who's really going to, you know, you look at their menu for restaurant week, it looks delicious, it looks appetizing. That's a really great way to say that this is a restaurant that cares about their food and they're going to give you a, a fantastic experience. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean... As you're going through menus, whether it's restaurant week or not, do you like certain trigger words? I feel like when I see, like, zucchini, if I see zucchini, like, I want it. (laughs) Which is a weird one, but I I love zucchini, especially this time of year. But is there anything that jumps out at you like that? I feel it really depends kind of on um, what I'm in the mood for. My husband, again, my husband's also a chef and also a a recipe writer with me. We're we're working on another cookbook right now together. Um, So this this is a big foodie family. And we have... We'll come up sometimes with different plans for a restaurant week and how we want to approach it. Um, and now that we're living in this new city and uh, I haven't eaten in most of these places, you know, mm-hmm. this is really kind of exciting to me. It's kind of figuring out maybe a theme that we want to go with. Mm-hmm. Um, like back in Brooklyn, uh, one year we decided we wanted to do all Jewish delis. And then another year, uh, we love Italian red sauce. I grew up in Bensonhurst. Have you ever seen Goodfellas and like The Godfather? Like that's where I grew up. Mm-hmm. So we really have an affinity for red sauce. So we were like, okay, let's go to all the red sauce places on this menu and like have kind of like a chicken parmesan off or something. I would like to do that right now. Yeah. So it, it something kind of just will catch your eye and maybe it's like, oh, we're going to do everything in one neighborhood or maybe we're going to go to all the fancy places. And um, I know that since this is my birthday week, there's a good chance that I'm going to want to do a couple of places where mm-hmm. like I wanted to dress up because now I have, um, I get a lot of people now visiting me, which is wonderful, but they come to Baltimore. They're like, okay, Allison, where are you going to take us? And I, I kind of don't know because it's like my first time play. Like yeah. anytime I'm going to take somebody out, it's going to be my first time. So this is like, this is like the audition process. Well, and the great thing, if you're doing a birthday celebration, mm-hmm. like, and you're kind of making this a week long thing and I fully support, I'm an August birthday too. Mm-hmm. I fully support a full birthday week. Yes. Um, a month even. If yeah. You will. Well, we could, yeah. we could share. You can take mm-hmm. the first half. I'll take the second. Mm-hmm. Um, but the lun- restaurant week lunch offerings make it where you can like do a lunch and then a couple of dinners. So you can kind of, Going, the prices. going to nice lunches is like the most underrated experience. It's isn't it lovely. Yeah, I yeah. go out to lunch, nice lunches, far more than I go out to nice dinners. Um, one, my kids are in school, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, but in in New York, you we know how expensive dinner can get. Like we'll go to, I know of tasting menu restaurants which are like two three hundred dollars a person oh at dinner, which you know I I cannot afford to go to. Uh, but no. you can go and have the same experience for like sometimes $40, $50, which is still a lot of money. But if you're going to get a $200 experience for $50 right. at lunch and then nobody else is in the wait- in the dining room and you go right in, yep. um, it's wonderful. And I've, I've seen – going back. I've already done that a lot um, in Baltimore where I have friends come in for meetings or during the day. And uh, you can go and eat at half the price – 
with the same kind of quality at a great restaurant for lunch and doing it during restaurant week you know just makes it more affordable and it allows you to you know have twice the meals mm-hmm. twice the meals twice the fun yeah it's 12 to 20 bucks for brunch and lunch menus yeah. so you could get away with two lunches for like under 50 well, bucks i want to actually talk to you a lot more um because i know some of these restaurants mm-hmm. um some of them which i've been to which are utterly phenomenal and a lot of them which i i'm not familiar with yet mm-hmm. and uh, you're you're obviously very pregnant and very hungry, uh, so I kind of want to hear <laughs> what sort of stuff uh, are you most excited about here? And if you want to tell me about some of the places you like. Well, the I just said zucchini. I was thinking about Brewers Art. They have a <laughs> they have a cold zucchini soup, and I just can't stop thinking about it. I have never been to Brewer. That's actually one of the things on my like. I need to go that, there one night. Yeah, you need to go to Brewers Art. It's um, the downstairs is. This like cavernous, cool, like the temperature is very cool oh. and the, the the vibe is cool. Um, I spent most of my twenties at their Monday night all night happy hours. <laughs> uh, but then you go upstairs and it's like this totally elevated experience mm-hmm. where the food is remarkable. They have such good food and then such good beer. And you, yeah, it's I love. I'm very, I'm very uh, interested in their air conditioning right now. Yes, <laughs> yes. Just, that's you sold me on that. Yeah, just go, just go down to the basement. Don't, yeah. don't think twice. There's restaurants in here like uh, Salt Tavern. That Phenomenal. I've wonderful things yes. about the prime rib. Yep. Um, like really, really high-end stuff. And another thing I think people don't realize about restaurant week, or really restaurants in particular, like you'll see a very nice restaurant, you think, I cannot go there with my children. But you could go there, you could go to any restaurant on earth on a Tuesday with your kids. I feel the exact same yes. way. I mean, I, and this is just an insider, 15 years in the business. We just care that you're there and you're spending money. Mm-hmm. If it's Saturday night, um, it you know we're going to always still accommodate you and your kids. Um, it's just going to be more hell for you than it will be for us, honestly. But yeah, you want to bring your your kids to Salt Tavern or um, we took our son to B Bistro last Friday. Yeah, I, I made a five fifteen reservation. Yeah, we were the first people in. By the time we left, it was six fifteen, and you know the grown ups were starting to file in. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he's pretty well behaved. We're lucky, but yeah. but even if he had gone nuts, like it it was the beginning of of the night. There was yeah. so I think people should absolutely take you to that advice and just work around what you would imagine before you had kids yes and then don't go when you would go to dinner just don't go on a friday or saturday night and that's just really for your own sanity but as a restaurant uh, as a food business person as a restaurant owner if you're coming in on wednesday night please just come in on wednesday night mm-hmm. i don't care i'll deal with your kids just we want the business and we want to entice you we want you to come on you know on the weekend and it's restaurant week. Anything goes. You don't have to be putting out. Nobody's going to be going out in pearls as no. much as we'd like it. But if you want to, go go right ahead. Do your kids have pretty good palates? Just no. My kid, uh, it's so funny. Like, everybody uh, is like, oh, God, you have two kids who, with parents. They're chefs. They've yeah. got to be so lucky. My kids are the pickiest freaking oh, eaters <laughs> in the world. It's, you know, it's one of those, like, kind of cosmic jokes, I Do suppose. Do they, like, eat beige? Like, beige foods? Yeah, well, Toby will eat cheese and pasta mm-hmm. and Atticus will eat meat and each of, each of them like will eat very specific things that the other one won't eat. Oh, that's good. Um, which is great and I just don't have it and then they'll be yelling at me like, you want me to die? And I'm like, maybe I do. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I take you out of these restaurants. Well, you're weeding just, yourself out here with no nutrients, my friend. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, this isn't my fault. Mm-hmm. I gave you the food. Um, but, you know, I've been taking them to the restaurant since I was a kid and 
they usually find something where they stick to the bread basket yeah. and I'm not letting them ruin my time. It's cheaper that way. It's it's cheaper that yeah. way. And again, this is why like, you know, Matt and I will go out to a nice lunch. Mm-hmm. We go out to a, a very nice lunch and they're not there and I don't have to worry about it. I've actually, I think I've been to some of these places. I've been to um, the Ambassador Dining Room for lunch before, uh, yeah. which was wonderful. It's wonderful because, I mean, the room is so gorgeous there and you really have it almost all to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, at lunchtime. It's a pretty part of town, Charles Village. You know, oh, no, that's in um, Tuscany. Tuscany, Tuscany Canterbury. Oh, excuse me, just a bit north. It's a little, a little pocket. Fancy neighborhoods. <laughs> it's really, I, I, it's, I've had so much fun kind of exploring this city um, through the restaurants and seeing uh, some of the older places. Like, I just I just wrote a book on Baltimore. Right. I wrote a travel guide that's coming out in uh, late September. It's very exciting. Uh, I well, I was so super stoked about it because actually, uh, before I became a chef, I was majoring in college in municipal history, mm-hmm. and that is somebody who focuses on cities and how American cities came together. And initially, my uh, focus was New York because I grew up there, and I, that's where I was studying. Uh, but Baltimore, you know, the big city of firsts, and it was one of the most important cities uh, in the development of America at a time. It was the second largest city in the country, and. I was, you know, delving into all this history anyway, just for funsies, because this is my uh, my loser hobby. <laughs> uh, and uh, somebody, this publisher out of Germany, who was a fan of my first book, they're like, oh, we want to do a city guide. Would you like to do Brooklyn? And I was like, well, actually, I just moved to Baltimore, and I really love it. And they're like, oh, Baltimore? You know, well, we were looking at New York and Chicago. And I'm like, no. And I, I wrote up some stuff and sent it to them. And they fell in love with the city. And uh, so much of what I got to do was... Um, kind of learn how the city gets put together through food because mm. you can really you can really um, study almost any city like that you know where their immigrants groups the immigrant groups started or um, how things evolved over time you know seeing how many Indian rest um, going back seeing how many Indian um, blah 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 why am I getting stuck here hold on take a second mm-hmm. we're not live yes <laughs> So being able to mark um, the different lines in different neighborhoods and seeing how immigration changed neighborhoods over time and how the restaurants ended up kind of blurring blurring divisions because mm-hmm. um, that's how cultures always communicate. You know, it's uh, you might not go to Greek town and speak Greek, but you'll go to a Greek restaurant. You picked a much better major than I did. Yeah, it was it was fun. <laughs> it was really fun. Cool. Um, and part of me was like just so super stoked to write this book because I was like, oh, I can merge like all the weird stuff I know about food and history and you know all my fun facts you know matt was so happy that somebody else was gonna have to listen to my fun facts Mm -hmm. and not him and he's like god he's like good you can bore somebody else (laughs) (laughs) and Um, get paid for it and get paid sort of for it that's that writer's life (laughs) a little bit (laughs) yeah but like going to something like the ambassador dining room um or nepal house which is remarkable or the Hellmond. have you been to the Hellmond? i have not been to the Hellmond yet oh i know i i i really need to go to the Hellmond again i have i have a long list you do and well, um, what's been your um best experience so far in the city oh gosh restaurant uh, week participating or not what like just what what was a good um, memorable like food moment well, for you dovecote is my favorite spot in the city sure i go to dovecote very often. Um, I try not to go there as much anymore because I was always there writing and I feel bad because I'm taking up the seat. I have that guilt too sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And it's a small, like if there's nobody in there, um, I'll go, but I just. You got to pay for your seat or, yeah. or vacate. Well, yeah. when the first time I walked in there, I walk up to the counter. I'm like, can I get a cup of coffee? And they were like, you're from Brooklyn. And I'm like, are you? And they're like, we're from Brooklyn. And I can't tell you how many people I meet from Brooklyn mm-hmm. down here. 
which is interesting because I met so many people from Baltimore. <laughs> oh, really? So We're many just swapping. I actually did. Um, there's a. I did a documentary on on Brooklyn, which I I had written about the things I loved about South Brooklyn because so much. Like I got gentrified out of out of Brooklyn, and the person who directed and produced it is from Baltimore. Oh my gosh! And another good friend of mine who was an editor in uh, New York City. She's from Roland Park, and I was like, "See, you people pushed us out, and now <laughs> we're going. I'm taking your house." So, um, and and a, another like kind of crazy twist. The last tour, uh, there was a tour book in New York that I was featured in, written by Amy Plitt, who is from Baltimore, and she's the editor of Curb New York. And now I moved down here, and I got to write a book about where where she grew up. So there I feel go. like there's a lot of there's a lot more connection between here and New York City than you'd imagine. Yeah. Um, and Dovecote, I really feel is. I might. I think it's not really technically a restaurant, but if I could say it, I, I think it's the most important restaurant in Baltimore. Oh wow! Without question, it is. Um, they get everything right. the The food, the community, the vibe, the spirit. Um, it's just kind of a place that has such good energy and really kind of defines the things that drew me to Baltimore in the first place. Is that feeling of that DIY. Um, that feeling that anything is possible, that there's so much beauty in the city. Like, really, the city is so beautiful, and so many people don't even realize what you're sitting on. Yeah. Um, the people here are remarkable. I, I, And I feel like that when I go into Dovecote. When you go into Dovecote, you're like, yeah, let's go change the world. We're all going to change the wow. world together. So that's like, the first restaurant we've talked about that I haven't been to, actually. Yes. Well, and now you're completely yeah, inspiring me it's, to go. It's technically a cafe, but I, I utterly adore it. Um, let's see. Other places I've been here that I've loved... Um, okay, this is going to sound hilarious. On Grubhub, I saw the Baltimore Eagle uh, delivered. I see this on, on Grubhub, this new, new restaurant, Baltimore Eagle. And I was like, okay, well, you know, I need a burger and I'll check it out. And it is the, the leather bar. Yeah. It, and I was like, this is fantastic <laughs> that I can order takeout from the leather bar. And you know what? It is really good. Good. Oh, they I make great food at this leather <laughs> bar. Know. And dinner and a show. Yes, but I'm like I'm just sitting in my in my pajamas and they have a pretzel crusted uh bratwurst. Oh and, my god. Oh my god. Their food is really, really Sounds good. Great. And um I and the fact that it comes from a leather I'm like, God, that is just that is such a Baltimore mm-hmm. thing. Um let's see, La Cuchara I've been to before, which is absolutely gorgeous inside. Yes. Uh trying I so many of these restaurants I cannot wait to go to, like Casima and Cantada. Yep. Uh, gosh, what else? B&O, uh, Bar B&O is so great for lunch. Uh-huh. If we're talking about going, I mean, I love it for dinner too, but it, it it's just buzzy and like there's mm-hmm. just everyone from downtown and like all these different parts of, of the business world of downtown like come there at lunch and it just feels very connective and, and then the food is excellent. I, and I Brendan the- Dora, the bartender's. Incredible. I have not tried them for lunch. I've I've hung out in their hotel a few times. I've had a lot of people coming in from New York who stay in that hotel who, who rave hotel. about it. Yep. Um, Points out Latin Kitchen is I've only had like little bites from there, mm-hmm. but they're exceptional. They are utterly exceptional, and the guys who run it are just the best. Yep. And Pen and Quill, actually, I'll say Pen and Quill is one of my my favorite experiences because I I came down here. This is when we were still looking to move, and I had come down here with another friend from New York who's in the restaurant business and we were you know just looking for something to eat and somebody said oh you know Penn and Quill's open tonight you should try them and figured why not um 
and they were they really nailed it. I mean, it was like a Tuesday night, and you can tell how good a restaurant is is if it's good on Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. Like they're not just trying two days out of the week. Yep. And it was really affordable. Um, I don't drink, but my husband and our friend had like six craft brews for like twenty bucks in a, <laughs> in a you know. And yeah, the Carze family does food so beautifully. They mm-hmm. have bistro, they have um, pen and quill, the Helmand, which we just talked about, is one of my favorites. And then I think they just opened this. The Helmand Light near Hopkins, um, which I've yet to been to, but yet to, yet to, which I've yet to, yes, thank you. Um, but they're, they kind of, they create these restaurants that just become staples uh-huh. of, you know, when you have friends in town, you're like, oh, well, we're going there. You just don't think twice. Yeah, nice. the Pet and Quill was one of those restaurants that they just, they did food so well and, it, it didn't seem like over the top, you know. It, I mean, it's almost kind of like a sleeper hit. It just seemed very consistently good. Mm-hmm. Um, the food was inventive. It was well done. Uh, we liked everything we had. You had a great night. And it's kind of like that lovely mix between it feels special, but you don't. it doesn't feel over the top. It doesn't feel like the yeah. prime rib where you need to, like, go, you know, That's get dressed or something. Yes. Yeah. And, and it's lovely to have that. I, oh, I, that I actually love that. But, like, you know, sometimes you're you're hanging out and, like, oh, I just, you know, I don't want to get dressed, but I want to go for a nice dinner. And I think that the pen and quill is really, Take really a sleeper hit. Like, yeah. you can go in in, like, a T-shirt and jeans and, you know, nobody will notice because it's nice and dark, but you mm-hmm. have this really nice food and then... Hopefully, see a movie at the Charles if you know if my husband doesn't really like the art house films. It's just yeah. me. <laughs> um, so think about home. think about going to the the Charles afterwards. Uh, but yeah, they they're great. And I remember my friend going back to New York and just being like, this this place has so much good stuff going on. But it's understated here, and I see how that can be understated um, nationally. Mm-hmm. You know, and now I've been I've been actually working on a bunch of articles about Baltimore. Uh, for Bon Appetit, and uh, I had I've had friends from Food and Wine come down. Um, a lot of my friends who are food writers in New York, uh, just coming down for long weekends and, and having fun, and they see the same thing that I do. Uh, I, I again, I really feel Baltimore sells itself short because I I didn't know much about this place until a friend had told me to look into it because I wanted to move out of New York City so bad. That's really, wasn't like I moved to Baltimore and I was like, okay, we're going to move here. I was like, I need to get out of yeah. this horrible place. <laughs> Where do I go? And somebody said Baltimore and um, within an hour, it, it sold me. Like, it, seriously, it was like within an hour. We had What happened in that hour? Just everything that I remembered from growing up in New York um, that made New York something special was here. You know, and it was, there was... There's something missing now, and that was the problem with New York. I realized I was re- trying to raise my kids in my memories. You know, be like, oh, well, you know, I know everything is a Target or a juice bar now, but it used to be really, really cool back in the day. Uh, and we went up to Hamden first because I had to meet an old friend there. And just going to see, like, the fact that bookstores still existed, <laughs> like, and record stores still existed, and you saw people, you know, collaborating and, and doing stuff just because they wanted to because they wanted to make stuff um there was no need for like big corporate sponsorships or like these massive uh, hurdles of red tape and stuff and there was there's sort of a freedom of that and you know you have to remember too as glossy as new york seems now when i was born in my childhood was shortly after it had gone bankrupt and new york and, and brooklyn in particular brooklyn was the the biggest joke in the country for 200 years i mean you know people act like baltimore and detroit get it all now i'm like brooklyn had it for 200 yeah. years so i'm fully aware of this 
But when you're in that position, that underdog position, you have so much freedom because nobody's expecting much out of you and nobody's really looking at you and you can do whatever you want. And that's where greatness comes from. And just walking around here and and talking to people and, and seeing what they were up to, like there's greatness and I have nothing to do with this. I'm seeing greatness being created every single day in this city. And I don't think a lot of people here understand the value of things that is just naturally, organically happening here. I worry about the day when we realize how great we are. You're fantastic. <laughs> but I think I think it, what yeah. works for Baltimore is that we are, are all sort of like, well, we, we're in Baltimore. Yeah. But but we love it. I mean, I love being from here and oh, I love living here. You're lucky. It's a, you know, I remember when that happened with Brooklyn, too, and we were just all screwing around and doing stuff. And then... People are like, oh, my God, all these things happening in Brooklyn. I'm like, we've always been here. (laughs) Your eyes are just finally open. I was like, this ain't that great. You know, (laughs) like this place is like, you know, you you don't think anything is great while you're there. And then somebody else tells you you're great. And you're like, no, I'm not. You're insane. (laughs) And then uh, then you get angry because you're like, I always knew that this was mine and you're going to ruin it. So it's always that, that shooting yourself in the foot thing. Well, based on your experience, it seems like we have 36 years until we'll have to all move and find the next Baltimore. Guys, you, you, you there's like uh, two thirds of the population decreased here. So you've got plenty of room, plenty of room, plenty of room. And, and I don't think what happened in New York can never happen to Baltimore because a first, there were already people who were living in New York that got pushed out. And so there's a lots of room here, but B, I just don't, Baltimore just doesn't seem like that city. Baltimore, Brooklyn was always very close to Manhattan who had its own little like kind of bubble and and whatnot. And Baltimore is just way too real and too organic for that. There's no, there's not a lot of people in ivory towers here. And when there are people in Baltimore, will call them on their crap. People in Baltimore are very, um, very protective Mm -hmm. of their neighborhoods, but very proud at the same time. So I live in Pigtown, which um, I think is the best neighborhood in the city. I, I utterly adore it. But everybody in Pigtown is so committed to Pigtown. You know, when we have businesses on the avenue, um, everybody gets up and starts collaborating with each other. There's really that sense of people, everybody wanting everybody else to succeed, um, which is something I didn't always see in New York. You know, sometimes you did have small businesses who were really getting each other's back and pushing things forward. But then there were a lot of people who felt like, you know, it was like a dog-eat-dog world. Where yeah, I was talking about this to someone recently. Yeah. Everything feels really collaborative here. Yeah. It's, it's so rare to meet someone that has bad intentions for someone else. Yeah, and I, I mean, I just don't think it's, I don't think it's possible to have, uh, or nobody should have bad intentions here, because there's more than enough room to everybody, for everybody. And also because this city is an underdog, it's it's really a, um, going back. Um, because the city is an underdog, you really have um, kind of a situation here where if one person succeeds, everybody succeeds, mm-hmm. and that should just be the the situation anywhere. That's how everybody should be viewing stuff. So when you are supporting restaurants, like through Restaurant Week or coming into the city, you know, like you go to a great restaurant and then you stick around and look at the neighborhood a little bit and maybe catch a you know a movie or a program or do some shopping. Um, another thing that drove me to the city is outside of the food there is always stuff to do here it is insane and in new york you couldn't do anything because everything like last night um we're, we're pre-taping this so we're at fourth of july weekend and during the fourth of july here you're like oh i want to go see fireworks mm-hmm. and you can get up and you just go see the fireworks in new york everything is like you have to have your bag searched and like be frisked and then it's a, you have to get there like six hours early and stand in one spot 
Um, we used to be like, okay, well, we can circumvent this to go to our friends' houses, but now buildings are charging people to go to friends' parties. No, they're not. Yeah, yeah. Buildings like, are charging you. Yeah, because it gets so overcrowded. Like, you have to pay for a wristband. Like, my friend's party, you have to pay $50 just to the, the condo committee to go there. In Baltimore, you can just go and do stuff. Just go to your just, friend's house. Just go to your friend's <laughs> that's, house. That is, that's shocking me. Yeah, well, I didn't realize how normal it had become to me till I came here, and I'm like, oh, my God, wait. I, I can I, just I, do stuff. I, you know, and, I, and then you realize, like, wow, that really is messed up. That yeah, I get your normal. I get like genuinely worked up if I'm told I have like a 30 minute wait. I'm like, what? Well, that's unacceptable. Yeah, unacceptable. So I had no idea it was so much worse. Yeah, <laughs> the, just the, this freedom of like, oh, there's something going on in the harbor. We can go, and it's not going to mm-hmm. be a whole crap show, you know? Yeah. Or we can we can go and enjoy it. So, like every weekend, there's something happening in the city, usually for free. If there's not, you're just not looking hard enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that this is a great opportunity to, you know, say like, oh, we are going for a restaurant week, but, you know, go on, go online, go, go find, I mean, a great place to go is Facebook events. Mm-hmm. Um, just go see what's happening on the weekend and people are always posting stuff or, yeah. uh, you know, go to a museum website or the parks website and just see what they have going out. And you can really come into Baltimore, get a great lunch, spend a whole day here, have a great dinner grab a hotel if you want for the weekend i hear that some of the rates are are quite low this week and um yeah yeah, make a nice weekend out of it this place is really like this this i love this damn city i wish i had moved here 10 years ago (laughs) no no regrets not a regret at all i just i just regret i hadn't moved here 10 years ago and i regret that i'm not going to be able to eat at all of these places in in one week well if if anyone sees you out during restaurant week which it sounds like they will. They will. I'm, I have blue hair, red lipstick, it's hard to mint, <laughs> glasses, very loud, Italian, lots of hand motions. Well, be sure to make reservations and to wish Allison a happy birthday. Thank if you. you. See her out. Yes. Yeah, well, thank you so much for being thank on. Thank you for having me. I'm excited and I'm excited about your baby. Maybe we can uh, go out for our birthdays together. We should. All right. Perfect. <laughs> thank you. Hey, Baltimore, thank you so much for listening to our podcast with Allison Robicelli. To find out more about Restaurant Week and to peruse the menus and to make reservations, head to BaltimoreRestaurantWeek.com. Thanks.